0: It was a way to give, show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. I am Mr. Retriever. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I am K-Fabe AJ, and this is K-Fabe Avenue bringing to you the SmackDown wrap-up, and uh, the wrap-up of 2020's WWE Draft Part 1. So, the rules for this year's draft, as far as Part 1 went, there's 20-plus people in this draft pool, including the champions. For both Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw, so the rest of the roster pretty much be opened up over today uh, in the Talking Smack supplemental draft that they'll have on the WWE Network, as well as on Friday. I mean, excuse me, on Monday Night Raw, capping the official part two of 2020's draft. So we opened up with Stephen McMahon and. The first round of draft picks. The very first pick, which was a no-brainer for Raw, was Drew McIntyre, the WWE Champion. Uh, SmackDown drafts Roman Reigns, another no-brainer. Raw then drafts Asuka, the Women's Champion. So, of course, both shows trying to lock down their main champions right out the gate. Now, the true shock of, shock of round one is... Comes in SmackDown's second pick in Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has not ever been a part of the SmackDown roster in his entire career. So this is a good shakeup for Seth Rollins. And, you know, just overall good look. He He's pretty much done it all on Raw. There's really nothing left for him. And I think SmackDown is kind of lacking in big stars that could probably face Roman. Even though personally, I feel like we shouldn't really depend on Seth versus versus uh, Roman. I, I kind of want these guys to stay as far apart as possible. Just even the thought of a possible SHIELD build-up, SHIELD versus SHIELD, or even a SHIELD reunion of any sort. I I don't want it. Um, It was good to keep these guys on on separate shows, but, you know, as far as Seth Rollins personally, you know, it's a good shaker for him and, you know, a good good addition to Friday Night SmackDown. The final pick of uh, round one was the entire Hurt Business, that being Bobby Lashley, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. Now, in this draft, you had the choice of... Bringing entire stables or tag teams or picking individuals, so they uh chose to bring the entire her business, which is good. Her business has been a a big part of Monday Night Raw, a a great addition to the show. And personally, the group to me has been su- succeeding as far as um building the new stars, building Cedric Alexander back up, giving some credibility. To Bobby Lashley, MVP has been a great mouthpiece for all the guys, and just overall, I I've been enjoying everything that the Hurt Business has brought to the table. So moving them off Raw right now, I don't I don't think would have been a, a good choice. So that was a, a great uh, pick to lock down the the top people for Raw. So Raw has three picks. And SmackDown has two picks in every round, being as though uh, Raw's the brand with a three-hour show. Uh, so that's pretty much how every round's going to go, three three picks to two. Uh, backstage, we have Seth Rollins pretty much reacting to the news. And again, just, you know, good, a good choice. Uh, I I don't want to keep elaborating on that, but um, he... he In short, pretty much just says he's glad that he's leaving um, Raw and it wasn't about what what day it was. It was about the message he was trying to send. So obviously keeping it in line with his Messiah gimmick. So it's always good. He made a point to say that he's happy he's going to be away from the Mysterio family. And, you know, I'm hoping that that storyline doesn't continue. So we'll see. Um. Next up, we have Big E versus Sheamus, and quite possibly, in my opinion, was Big E's best match as a solo competitor. It was hard hitting as hell. Sheamus, you know, ended up with welts from from Kendal sticks, and his back was really tore up, bleeding. Uh, Big E really took a lot of pain in in, in that match. They were all over the arena all over the Thunderdome, backstage, you know, it was a lot of a lot of spots that were like, "Ooh, that that looks like it really hurts." Um to the point that I had somebody watching with me who has not watched wrestling in 10 plus years uh since the Attitude Era and was actually in tune and you know responding to what was what was going on on screen and enjoying the match for the most part. So, that's really how good this match turned out. I think everybody should go back Watch that specific match. Uh, to me, it's the highlight of as far as in ring competition goes for this episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, specific spots: Sheamus uh, getting put through um, glass, uh, a windshield. Excuse me, and um, Big E this, doing the same. He tried to power bomb Sheamus onto the onto the car through the windshield, but it didn't kind of work out that way so he like slid off the car, you know, high impact, it was high impact stuff, these guys gave it their all, and uh, another spot with a tire iron, it really looked like he hit Big E, uh, like flush on his arm, it looked painful, but Big E pulls out the win on this, like I said, one of Big E's best matches to me as a solo competitor, and I'm looking forward to what they do with Big E, I've always liked that guy, and I've always expected him to eventually reach the the heights of a possible championship run. So we'll we'll see with that. Um, after match, we get some some build up between uh, the ball Sasha Banks and Bailey for their championship uh, match later on tonight. They also hype up Kevin Owens versus the Fiend. But in ring, we have Jey Uso. Pretty much um, preparing for a promo, we we head to a video clip of uh, Roman Reigns and everything that's been going on with 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 him. So for some reason they get an odd placement. They they cut backstage after the video package of Roman and cut to Big E being interviewed after his match. He's being congratulated. And, you know, this guy, he looks tore up after the match. He's all wrapped up in uh, tape and whatever they, they used uh, with, with ice packs, whatever the case. And he looked banged up. Uh, somebody comes up to him in the security outfit. It turns out to be the returning Kofi Kingston. And then another returning Xavier Woods. They surprise him, congratulate him on his win. Um, they, they say they're officially back. The New Day's ready for action. They're here for one reason, to recapture their tag team titles. Uh, the big thing that I noticed, Big E, I don't know if he was just exhausted from the match he just had, but he looked like he wasn't too much happy about them being back. So, I was expecting maybe, uh, heel turn going on down the line, but we'll, we'll get more on, uh, New Day later on in SmackDown. But the new day is officially back after Xavier Woods being gone for about a year due to an Achilles injury and uh Kofi Kingston as well having an injury of his own being out for several months since Extreme Rules, the horror show back in August. So it's it's good to see them back. I, I love those guys individually and as well as a group. So, you know, good 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 to see them back in the ring. So we cut back. Like I said, it was an odd placement as far as Having Jey Uso in the ring, the Roman's promo just to cut to Big E, so they cut back to Jey Uso in the ring, and he, you know, is about to cut the promo of his life, I guess, and he gets interrupted by Paul Heyman, and it segues to Roman Reigns, and then this beautiful room, very lavish, got marble statues in the background, real champion, real big dog stuff. And you know, I'm just loving this side of, this side of Roman. You know, I've been waiting years for Roman to be a badass and to be tr- portrayed as a badass. I think he needs to have a little bit more aggression, in in his uh, voice when he does speak. But this caring aspect, you're my cousin. Oos, you know, I, I I was trying to help you, and you you did this to yourself. So it's it's a good angle. I'm really hoping my fantasy booking mind. Uh, that they go with this leading to The Rock versus Roman Reigns for the title of High Chief or Tribal Chief of the family, head of the table. So we'll see if that goes. That's Hopefully that's the way they go. But this promo was pretty much to announce the fact that they're going to be in the Hell in a Cell match, not only in a Hell in the Cell, but it's going to be an I Quit match. And he, he tells Jay, after you say I quit, that there's gonna be consequences. So yeah, you better just bow down to the tribal chief, man. Jay, I respect I respect your 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 heart and your pride, but that's big ooze right there. So the rock step in, that's big ooze. So we got backs we backstage with Adam Pierce, which just found out who this guy is i've been wondering who the hell this guy has been he's been the supposed general like unannounced general manager of raw he's been making matches turns out he's nwa world heavyweight uh five-time former nwa world heavyweight champion so you know that's a bit of uh trivia i didn't know so it's, it's, it's good to find out at least it's somebody who's known or been places in the wrestling industry i had no idea who he was prior so shouts out to him they're pretty much him and stephanie manz backstage pretty much hyping up who the next like draft picks might be she's showing him the card and he looks shocked at the next picks and you know what round two is up and the first pick for raw was aj styles now i don't really know how much how I feel about this because AJ Styles has been pretty much bounced back and forth between Raw and SmackDown the past couple of years. And I feel like he was just gelling with uh, Sami Zayn and that feud for the IC championship. So I feel like he had some more legs on SmackDown to do big things, but you know, Raw does need a few more heavyweight uh, picture guys Main event picture guys right now is just really Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Keith Lee. So, having AJ Styles in the mix is actually probably not that bad of a choice. SmackDown drafts Sasha Banks, uh, ensures that the boss stays on SmackDown. Raw drafts Naomi. Now, we haven't seen Naomi in a long time. Um, I think she's been injured or c- coming back from injury, but I guess it's a new, new, uh, atmosphere for her after a long time being on SmackDown I just hope she drops the glow gimmick I feel like that's running hook hook you know run its course I want to see a little bit more edge with Naomi I was hoping that you know my fantasy booking mind that the tribal chief will get his cousins in line and she'd be a part of that get a little bit more edge and you know probably be a catalyst to call the rock like my husband's involved in the situation with roman you had to come check him so i don't know hopefully she does big things on on raw i feel like she's hasn't done much of anything on smackdown since her last run as smackdown women's champion but that was about a year two years ago um next up we have smackdown drafting bianca belair which was uh Bit of surprise. Bianca Belair has been getting a lot of hype up promos on Raw, so she hasn't really got too much burn on Raw. So, hopefully, SmackDown has something you know to do with her. SmackDown is lacking in the women's division, so that that is a good uh, fit. She she's easily a future women's champion, so that's a good choice for SmackDown. Next up, Raw solidifies their champions once again with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax being drafted as a tag team. Two Monday Night Raw. So after this we got a, a reaction from AJ Styles. He's pretty much saying, I should be offended, but I'm I'm not. Because everything you do for this brand, they didn't pick me. They should have picked me number one. But you know what? I'm actually good. I'm actually good at the fact that Jeff I don't have to deal with people like Jeff Hardy, cheaters like Sami Zayn, and I'll be over on Raw and my my future is going to be phenomenal pun definitely intended on that one next up we have the miz and john morrison versus jeff hardy and matt riddle not much to say about this match this was pretty much uh storyline through the commentary um matt riddle wanted to be with jeff hardy and the tag team just in case either of them end up uh, splitting brands so they put them together against the miz and john morrison Quick match, Jeff Hardy and Matt, I mean, excuse me, oh, well, yeah, Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle, I'm about to say Matt Hardy, Uh, Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle pull off the win, but this match was pretty much a a quick run through just to get to the real meat of the situation with Lars Sullivan returning and demolishing all four guys, uh, establishing his return and establishing his dominance, Uh, they made it seem like he's a SmackDown guy, but shortly after the, uh, he, his debut, they mentioned that he'll be in the Raw uh, draft pool on Monday. So he can be drafted to either Raw or SmackDown on Monday. So we'll see about that. But Lars looks strong. But physically, he looked like he gained some weight, not in a good way, um, bearded. The last time we saw Lars Sullivan, he was supposed to be, you know, this big monster. You know, he he looked in better physical shape. And he was gonna get a real big push, but he he supposedly suffered from anxiety. Couldn't make his appearances, so he was pulled off the shows. We haven't seen much from him since. On top of that, there was a controversy in real life, him uh, being in an old gay porno, as well as him sending uh, inappropriate messages to people and text messages that uh, showed up from years prior. A lot of negative history, so. Uh, it's been about a year we haven't seen Lars Sullivan, so he's back. I, w- I wonder what's going to happen as far as he goes. I think either either division heavyweight wise could pretty much benefit from having another big guy like that. Hopefully the anxiety doesn't take him out. If that was really the reason, um, hopefully the anxiety doesn't take him off the shows and he can actually give us something. It'd be a shame. It'd be a shame if. Um, WWE push this guy again, try to push him to the moon, and he suffers from his uh, anxiety or whatever the case, you know, my my sentiments to people who do suffer from anxiety, I know exactly what that feels like, I uh, know exactly what that feels like, but, um, you know, if, if that was just a, a news headline from WWE just to cover the negative storyline, then that's Really shitty on that part. I hope that's not the case. So, um, I hope you know he he does he does big things or we we see something from Lars Sullivan. You know, push. He was in NXT. They pushed him there. We we didn't get any title runs, anything from him. It was a real short lived uh stint on NXT before they called him up, and then all the bouts of the claims of bouts of anxiety popped up. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. After that, it's draft round three. And this was like, why even waste a pick on this guy? Like, he should have just been in the supplemental draft. And it has nothing to do with his ability in the ring. He's amazing. But Rikake, you've just been boring. Ricochet, you've just been really boring. And I don't know. I feel like you need a new show just just to... get repackaged in a different way. Like your promos, bro, your promos. We need that Dustin Rose t- s- style promo that we need we need to feel your energy in these promos. And uh honestly we don't really connect as much when, when Ricochet talking. It doesn't come off as uh genuine. So I mean either way, they uh, raw locks down Ricochet. Like I said amazing and ring competitive in ring competitor, but I just want to see more from him, character-wise. SmackDown locks down Jey Uso. Raw picks up and locks down Mandy Rose, which, uh, to me, made no sense why she was picked up alone, but more on that later. SmackDown picks up Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, so there goes Seth being free of the Rey Mysterio storyline. There goes the fans being free of this ridiculous... Ridiculously drawn out story. Jesus. Then Raw picks up The Miz and John Morrison, which was actually one of my picks on my uh, fantasy draft show. We we did go check that out on all uh, podcast streaming platforms at Kayfabe Avenue, as well as the YouTube version. Go check us out, Kayfabe Avenue on YouTube. Um, but that was one of my picks I drafted to Raw, so I'm glad to see that. I drafted them actually separate and I would have split them up because I think there's just too much potential for them as solo stars to just keep dragging them as a tag team. They're good friends in real life and I understand that aspect of it. But the Miz deserves to be in a bigger spotlight, especially you know, him being flip-flop between Raw and Smackdown every year. This time him going to Smackdown really hurt his rise. And the only storyline that seemed like would have fit and helped was him versus Daniel Bryan, which kind of got curved with Kofi Kingston's rise. So hopefully Raw comes and treat just treats them a little better, and they do bigger things with The Miz. So that caps off the third round. The Mysterios make clear after this that they're happy they got drafted together, and it's not over between them and Seth big woohoo i guess sasha banks versus bayley is up next and this ends in a disqualification bayley hitting sasha banks with a steel chair and honestly i'm i'm kind of glad it ended in a dq i felt like this story has more legs to it i don't know if it can reach all the way to wrestlemania which would be my ideal situation but they're going to end up going to Hell in a Cell, and Bailey's defending the title in the Cell match. This will be Sasha's second ever Hell in a Cell match, and her and Charlotte were the actual first women to ever compete in a Hell in a Cell. So, and I believe this is the second Hell in a Cell for women in general, if I'm not mistaken. So, we're going to see uh, a great match. I expect a great match from both of these ladies. And, um,. We progress to some build up from Kevin Owens and the Fiend's interactions from last week on SmackDown, and this leads to the build up uh, backstage. Kevin Owens, you know, taping his wrist, getting ready for that. Alexa Bliss walks up to him like real creepy, still in her trance. I'm enjoying everything with Alexa Bliss and the Fiend right now. I'm real invested in that story, and I'm wondering where it's gonna go. I hope if. Any of them get drafted, I hope they get drafted together to the same show. So we'll see about uh, we'll see about that maybe later on tonight or down the line on Raw or possibly the Talking Smack supplemental draft. So we'll 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 see more as the draft continues. But before I carry on, let's take a break and go to my sponsors, people who support Kayfabe Avenue, and we'll be right back after this message. So we're back, and we left off with Alexa Bliss creepily walking up to Kevin Owens backstage. And then next up, we have the SmackDown Tag Team titles on the line, Shinsuke and Cesaro versus the newly returning New Day. And I do not know how I feel about this. Um, Quite honestly, I don't feel like it's deserved. I feel like... While the New Day is a great tag team and they've given us awesome matches, they just came back tonight. You instantly overshadowed every other tag team that's on that division for people that literally return maybe 30 minutes earlier in the show, maybe 40 minutes earlier in the show. It's not fair to the rest of the roster. Makes a little sense storyline-wise because Shinsuke and Cesaro are storyline reasons why Kofi was taken out. You know, Xavier was already out prior with his Achilles injury, but I feel like it really wasn't deserved. And not only wasn't it deserved the tag team title match, they won the tag team titles. Now, Cesaro and Shisuke were just in a point where they were finally gelling as a tag team, in my opinion. I feel like... They had their tag team finisher on 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 deck. They were already starting finally to really run through different tag teams and have these good matches, and then you just give their titles to the New Day, who just showed up forty minutes earlier. <coughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're really thinking as far as the tag team division goes. It's a uh, they need to look at you know across the the pond and look at their competition, you know, and and see. What they're doing with their tag division. They need a little bit pointers. They need to be respected uh, more. They need to be more than, hey, this guy returned today. This is why he, they're the tag team ta- champions tonight. So we continue and we uh, get to the final round of the draft. The Raw, Raw drafts the New Day. And when Stephanie McMahon said the New Day, she only said Xavier Woods... And Kofi Kingston. Now, the New Day uh, were celebrating the tag team uh, title win with Big E coming out to support them. And Stephanie Mavis makes this announcement while they're celebrating. So, they're out there. They're shocked. You can hear Xavier say, say Big E's name. Like, what about Big E's? Like, say Big E's name. And speaking of Big E, SmackDown drafts Big E. So, now... The New Day have officially been separated with Xavier Woods and and Kofi Kingston going to Raw, and Big E staying on SmackDown. I am happy for this. I do not want them interfering with the progress Big E has made as a singles competitor. Tonight was his greatest match, in my opinion. Go back. Go watch that. It was his greatest match as a singles competitor on the main brand, and... You know, I don't want them to impede that 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 progress. I feel like I want to see more of that, and him just riding the the New Newdale, the, New the New Days, excuse me, um, brand's wagon for you know for the rest of his career. It's it, it'd be a damn shame. Like we we need to see Big E. We don't need to see the New Day collectively. Like like I said earlier, I do love these guys all individually. They're all great wrestlers. And good personalities, but they all need to succeed in a personal level. And I feel like keeping Xavier Woods with Kofi and going to Raw, that's a good look for them because, you know, they're newly returning. They could, you know, get that slow burn. But eventually I want to see big things for Xavier Woods as well. He's a good star. He looks bigger than ever. Um, he, He looks damn near like a mini Incredible Hulk. Coming back off an of injury, so, you know, I want to see him in a singles uh, title run, whether that's mid-card or even for a future world championship. Kofi as well. So, I appreciate this split. What doesn't make sense uh, to most fans just watching the show is why would the SmackDown champions be drafted to Raw, but in the bigger picture, early in the night... Bianca Belair was drafted to SmackDown. Her husband is Montez Ford of the Street Profits, the current Raw Tag Team Champions. We have the draft Monday night, part two of the draft. So I expect the Street Profits to be drafted to SmackDown. And I expect one of two things. Either they swap the championships or they give us what they teased and uh, in the past. Which is a damn shame if they do this. Because they could have done it that night. With Shinsuke and um, Cesaro being the champions. A few weeks back they teased a possible unification champ, uh, match. Which was Street Profits versus Shinsuke and Cesaro. But it ended up just being champion versus champion. With the New Day being drafted to Raw. And there's two tag team titles on the same brand. I, f- I expect them to either swap the titles. Or and the Street Profits get drafted to SmackDown, or we have a unification match, which should have been the case from the beginning. They need to follow suit of the women's tag team division where the women can jump to both brands and defend against tag teams on both shows, and that'll help bolster the tag team division as a whole because right now, WWE don't got it. You, you just broke up a few tag teams. So at this point, the, your best bet is capitalizing and making one men's tag team title and having them hop from uh, both brands, defending on both, get back to that number one contender tournament style for tag team divisions on different shows to earn titles, uh, shots against the champions. This is how you build more people at the same time. Um, We need to get back to that. So, um, yeah, we, we... have the, the New Day split up, and um, Raw drafts Dana Brooke. And it's like, why? You you already drafted Mandy Rose earlier. They already announced themselves as a tag team two weeks ago. You could have just drafted them as a fucking tag team. This was a complete waste of a draft spot. And, and it, it, it makes draft situations like this feel hollow. Um the majority of this episode was just solidifying people who are already on shows. So I expect a, a, a little bit of movement in the lower card, lower to mid card on Talking Smack, which is today. I'm uh, recording a day after Friday Night Smackdown aired. So I, I expect a little bit of the low card to mid card to be switched tonight on Talking Smack. But the major shifts are going to come on Raw, but... Dana Brooke getting drafted at all at this point was a definite waste of a draft pick when you already had her tag team partner drafted to Raw in a previous round. So a waste of a draft pick. And then something I find odd too, they SmackDown drafts only Otis. Are you going to do anything with heavy machinery? Are you just going to continue to have him hold up the money in the bank? Do you have no idea what to do with, with that damn briefcase at this point you have no idea what to do with that tag team how about you have these guys cash in the money in the bank for a tag team title and you give them something to do splitting them up makes no sense right now we haven't seen enough of tucker to enjoy him as a singles wrestler and i feel like they both work better together Uh, They need to get it together when it comes to heavy machinery. But the next draft pick to wrap up the final round of the 2020 draft is Raw Draft's Angel Garza. So once again, solidifying a a pick. So uh, I like Angel Garza. He just recently split up with Andrade. Zelina just recently left them both a few weeks back. So I definitely expect to see more singles competition for him. I want to see big things from him. Good character, good personality, good in ring. Same thing for Andrade. There was no mention of Andrade in this show, but I want to see big things for Andrade as a solo competitor. So I wouldn't even be mind seeing Andrade since Garza was solidified for Raw. I wouldn't even mind seeing uh, Andrade shifted to SmackDown just to enforce the fact that these guys are separated. And if... Andrade does stay on Raw. Let's see that 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 matchup, that one on one, and let's end this feud. Let's end this them being in each other's orbit. So, the new day. Uh, uh pretty much, backstage, he's shown red-eyed with tears, and they're they're sad. Um, um, I I laugh because I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy they're split. Um, I'm just really, not that so much that they split, just that Biggie's going to get his singles run that I've been wanting. Uh, backstage you got Otis Ataka, and they're talking about Miz prolonging this, um, lawsuit he has from the Money in the Bank briefcase, which is just stupid storytelling. I'm just going to call it like it is. It's just stupid storytelling. Pretty much no big mention of whether they're going to get, um, Oh, yeah, well, they did mention it. They said not to worry about that, and then they went in about the draft, and if they get split up right now. uh, Let's just move on. That storyline sucks. Let's just move on. So, Sasha Banks cuts the promo that officially locks down the Hell in a Cell title match between the two. Then we head on to the main event, which is The Fiend versus Kevin Owens. This was a a good match, a good showing between the two. Um... It's a little weird for me that Kevin Owens kind of drifted on a, onto a rivalry with The Fiend in the middle of an Alistair Black rivalry. So, I see either Alistair Black or KO being switched over. It would be easier probably to put Kevin Owens back on SmackDown to continue this rivalry with The Fiend. And I'm hoping that The, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss don't get split. That storyline has been really amazing and they continue that tonight. Um... The uh, Kevin Owens pretty much said that he like feels the changes, if uh, knows what it feels like to go against the fiend. So I'm hoping they do make some changes with Kevin Owens. He kind of like increases his value with his kind of s- Stone Cold esque gimmick, but then Raw did nothing with him once they got him in last year's draft. So hopefully they remedy that this year either by drafting him or or just. Let him work with The Fiend now. So, you know, he could get that little change up. But The Fiend ends up winning with the Mandible Claw. And it was pretty dope. Kevin Owens ends up giving him a stunner. While in the claw, Fiend no-sells. Uranagis him. Uh, slams him down with the Mandible Claw still intact. Ends up making him pass out and gets the pin. The Fiend with the win lights go out, we we see Alexa Bliss appear in the ring, they doing this trance thing, the fiend looking at her, she's looking at the fiend, the fiend looks left, she looks left, the fiend looks back at her, she looks back at him, and they're like in sync, this is how SmackDown ends, with uh, Let Me In sounding off, and that was the part one of the draft, and that was Friday Night SmackDown. Um, overall, I'll give this show a eight. I really, really love the Big E versus Sheamus false call anywhere match. Go back again. I will say, go back and see that match. Um, a lot more to come from the WWE draft. Like I said, we have Talking Smack doing the supplemental draft, as well as part two on Monday. So look out for my Raw wrap up shortly after uh Raw wraps on Monday night. This has been Kfabe AJ. This has been K Avenue. Um, you can find me at Kfabe underscore AJ on Instagram. You can find me at the Kfabe Avenue Facebook group. Please uh post your comments, post pictures, uh join the community and just share your thoughts. Give us some ideas for content. As uh, speaking of content and uh, contributing, why don't you head on over to our anchor uh podcast page and Subscribe to the podcast, contribute to us so we can contribute more uh, episodes to you guys. If you enjoy and love the show, um, look forward to that. Um, Follow us on the Twitter. And if you want to see the visual uh, versions of our podcast, we do put a few visual episodes up on the Kayfabe Avenue YouTube. Go check that out. Like, share, and subscribe. So like I said, this has been Kayfabe AJ. This has been Kayfabe Avenue. That was the 2020 draft part one and the SmackDown wrap up. Kenny, take us home. Bye. <laughs> and good night, Ben.